this is Coffee Number 5. I'm your host, Lara Schmoisman. Welcome back to Coffee Number 5. Today we're having Jackie Sadik. I mean, we've been talking about this for years. I mean, uh, we know each other for so many years, and every time that we meet, we end up talking about how people communicate, and we have a good laugh, and how people actually fail in the communication. And since you're an ex- expert in communication, I want to talk about how we can deal and improve our communication. Uh, emails, text, at work, because our communication, uh, verbal and nonverbal communication, say a lot about ourselves. Definitely. I think where I found I've had the most success in my communication is that I try to actively listen so that even if I'm reading an email or a text, I'm actively present within it and I don't jump to any conclusions. And I think that a lot of times we're so busy thinking about our next step and what we're communicating, even in text messages, that the message is then lost and we're not on the same page anymore. How do you feel about um, many times when you send a message, an email or a text, sometimes doesn't have the emotion that we can put or the intention that we give in a verbal communication? Right. Tone is definitely lost when it's written. And that's where things like where I like to do my creative writing, where you wouldn't necessarily spend that amount of time on a business email. You're not going to actually put in the color of the toner of ink that you want, for example, if that's what you're trying to resolve. There are things you would say we need new printer ink. And that there's a lot of times where you feel like you're just being direct, where the other person will find that you're brusque and will get turned off, and then that's when your conflict happens. So, and how do you fix this? Any tips or tools you can give our audience how to be a little more conscious about how we're sending messages or the message that we're sending? Well, I think that whenever possible, it's best to try to have verbal, actual verbal communication, whether that means picking up the phone, having a video chat, or even just pressing record on that voice chat. Right now, when you and I are talking, you can hear our voice inflection. We're going up, we're going down. You and I can tell when there's something that's serious and lighthearted. You know, my sentence is about to end. And you're able to differentiate. So even if you want, you don't want to take the time to pick up the phone to talk to somebody or you feel like it would be infringing on their privacy, just to hit, send a voice message with what, whatever you want to send. And I think that that's a great way to start the ball rolling on positive, effective communication. Do you feel because now we're talking so much with people in text or email format, the actual relationships of the people are changing, friendships, uh, even romantic relationships? Uh, I definitely think it's changing. You know, now that I am a single mom and I am dating again online, I do find that it's, it's a, it's a completely different ball game this time around. So People do expect to have a bulk of the of the relationship uh, on text messages or FaceTime, and that's how dates are planned. You're you're initially meeting online. I don't know how how many of the listeners are in in the age frame of that's how they've started, but for somebody that's in my age frame, it's very different. And the platform is definitely a lot a lot more difficult. It's definitely more difficult to navigate this time around. 
but it's even changed the way I have friendships. Like for example, you and I, we've known each other for so long and the bulk of our friendship has been through text messages or emails. I think we've had, besides our face-to-face meetings, most of it's happened on text messages or on the phone. We've had one phone conversation. That's right. That's right. Long, long time ago. So you and I, yes, you and I are a perfect example of how we rely on our technology to, to maintain the basis of our friendship. And yet there are so many things now that we have lacking between the two of us that maybe we never would have picked up on. But now that I'm seeing you and we're talking with this, like we're having a deeper connection and I feel like it's more meaningful. I don't know how you feel, but Definitely for my end, this is more meaningful. Absolutely. I can see you on your eyes and I can see your expressions and I, your expressions go with your intonation and your intention. And that's amazing. Thank you. That, that, and that's exactly what, what I'm trying to reiterate now that I think that anytime you hear the voice, I think it's going to have a more positive impact. I mean, your background is, comes from humor also. I, mean, I like to, inf- yes, inject a lot of humor. I don't know how much you want me to do on this podcast. You but. can do as much as you want, but because uh, uh, I, I like to have fun and everyone knows that. But um, the thing is, how can you really communicate humor writing or in a text? It's so interesting. Well, Lara, I'm not going to lie that I've, I've offended a lot of people by <laughs> using my jokes in text messages, which is why I've learned to, on my, on my iPhone, to just send the voice message. And then that way people understand that I'm joking. I give a little giggle at the end. Because even if I send a joke on a text message and put an emoji with a winky face or a laughing man, it's, it's still, it's still lost. And the damage that can be done is just not worth the effort to unravel afterwards. Oh, I, I love, I love that you brought up the emojis. I mean, I never find out that find the right emoji to communicate what I feel. So I find myself looking for emojis to communicate my intention. And at the end it's like, I end up sending the wrong emoji because I think that an emoji means something and it actually means something else. Uh, so I stop using them, basically. Um, it's, a, it's my problem, too. The high five one or praying hands I've misused. The rolling eyes ones I've misused. Yeah, and now you have even these new ones that raise hands or it, it's just... Yes, face palm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and you know what? I find out also some people my age, uh, we all believe in different, you know, that when you listen to that song and we all have different versions of what the song says. Yes. It's the same thing with the emojis. Yes. Yes. And it's, it is a prime example of, of text miscommunication. And when, when we think back to like Mad Men era, when they had no options, you know, maybe they were sending like a telegram overseas, but there was no there wasn't that jumping to, to conclusions with telegrams and those were written communication because you knew that they were short, concise and you were doing it to save money and you were going to have that face-to-face communication, the, the telephone call, the meeting in New York, whatever it was. Now we have these enormous expectations on those little tiny text messages and when those expectations aren't met, we get frustrated and so it takes it to a whole new level. Yeah, 
Do you find that in your... Yeah, I I found that all the time. I mean, it's like the world goes so fast also that people are are expecting to get get the response right away. And if they don't get it in 15 minutes or an hour, it's like, what happened? Something's wrong. Yes. And that's very frustrating as a business owner and as a a team player. Sometimes you need to take time and breathe and get things done to respond. Yes. I think that that's also another great example of friendships, relationships, marriages, uh, all of these things. When you don't get that immediate response, yeah, your brain starts to go to some very imaginative places. Yeah. I have another, I mean, I want to jump into something else because you have a very interesting story of how you got a job. Okay, which job now are you referencing? The I'm talking to your latest job. Like you did something that even you told me that is this thing you're never supposed to do, but you did it and it went well for you. So how do you know when to follow your gut feelings and just do it? So I wish I could go back to my younger self and and nudge my younger female self into finding courage and really just believing in myself. And it's taken a long journey. I think personally for me, motherhood has really helped me. But why why is it that we see people who know that they have this enormous talent and something to offer the world, and we're all holding back because we're afraid of, oh, judgment maybe, or not getting what we want, or, oh, we're going to look silly or stupid. And I think that once you trust in your own ability and your own talents and really believe in yourself and know that you're doing this to achieve your own goals and never lose sight of that. I think it's easy to lose sight of it. So once you, when, when you have that in your heart and you have that confidence, it really doesn't matter if your answer is no, because then you're just going to move on to the next one because you know that you have this amazing talent to offer yes that's incredible but about the job how did you get it how do you you should thought i'm gonna do this tell a little bit what you did and why you did it okay so let me start back from the beginning then okay so when i got married this is very far back in the beginning when i got married i got pregnant and um I needed to be on strict bed rest and I left my job very, very, very soon. And I never went back to work. So then I had one kid and then I had two kids very quickly, 17 months apart and then another child. So I have three kids and I was a stay at home mom and I've always been a person who loves working. So I was always writing and doing my freelance writing in between. Now that I'm divorced and I knew I needed to get back in the workforce, I went out and I got this job and it's a great job. I'm very happy there. Uh, but I know that my talent, I can use my talents in such bigger ways. And I want to use my writing and my communication skills. And this company has grown enormously in the last nine months. It went literally from, I think, like 20 employees to now we're at 120 employees. Wow. And so with that enormous growth and all these new personalities, of course, there's going to be miscommunications and conflicts that are happening. And uh, I'm there 40 hours a week, even with, you know, having my kids 50% of the time. And I see everything and I've seen the conflict. And recently the CEO sent out an email trying to resolve the conflict. And 
exactly like we're talking about. It was an email kind of out of context, proper words weren't used. And I saw my opportunity and I, this is what I've been working for. You know, after stay at home mom back in the workforce, I knew that I could help the company. And so I took his email and edited it without his request and sent it back to him and said, this is what I think you should have done. And I think you need a communications director. And I think that should be me. And you got it. Ah, well, that we're still negotiating. <laughs> <laughs> well, but the thing is, sometimes you just need to take a chance. Yes. Well, I think it's not, it's take a chance in yourself, but it's not really taking a risk because you know that don't do it for something. I wouldn't go in there and say, I know how to do all of your technology. I wouldn't do that. I was able to have the confidence because I know that my talents lie in this communication. I'm, I'm going to come in there and I'm going to increase productivity. I'm going to lower conflict. I'm going to boost morale because that's what I know I can do well. So what, that's what I do well. What do you do well? You know how to market things and that's why you're doing the marketing. And you know, my best friend, she's a doctor and she's the best in her field because that's what, where her talents lie. And we all have faith in ourselves. And so that's what we're presenting. Yeah, but also you had to learn how to communicate what you want. And that takes guts to say, I want to be your director of communications. It does take guts. I think you have, yeah, blinders. I have to put my blinders on. I have to not consider that the answer could be no in that moment and not consider that they might laugh about me behind my back. You know, all of those things are normal, natural human concerns, right? But uh, there's a there's a quote that I always say to my kids. You'll you'll never see new horizons if you never lose sight of the shore. Oh, and that's beautiful. So it's not. I think that's Mark Twain, and I'm not entirely sure. But you have in in order to achieve something that you want, you have to do things that are going to make you a little bit uncomfortable, and that's how we're growing. So you have to like let go in order to welcome abundance. Okay. So before we wrap up, I want just to get some tips and skills from you. Um, from the communication point of view, any words that you recommend to use in a text or use in an email that it will make it feel warmer or that you care or that, or some words that you recommend not to use? Well, I think it, it, it depends on the situation. And so when I said earlier, I think that active listening or active reading is really what's going to come into play. So a lot of times, if you were to say to me that uh, you're disappointed that I have to switch the time of this meeting, I would reply to you with something like, thank you so much for accommodating my schedule. It really means a lot to me. So I'm acknowledging your, your, your feelings that there was an inconvenience for you. And I'm also showing appreciation that you, you heard me out and I'm not being defensive. I think anytime there are defensive words, like when you want to say like I or you, things like that, try to use collective words, things like we and avoid never don't and, and try to try to push it into an actual verbal communication when possible. That's great. Well, thank you. Thank you so much for being here. And we're going to work for a little something to give our audience so they can download in the notes of this episode. 
I would love that. And I can provide some written notes as well. That's awesome. Well, thank you again for being here today. And we'll talk very soon. Thank you, Laura. I appreciate it. It was so good to have you here today. See you next time. Catch you on the flip side. Ciao, ciao.